0: My old witch of a teacher insulted and put down students. I recorded nearly every insult. She then loses half of our papers and then accuses students of never turning in their work and proceeds to fail us. She blames us for turning in our papers late when we didn't and she is the one who lost our papers but still fails us. So I collect all the receipts, I get all the audio and I get the old witch teacher fired. Here's what I did. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell to turn on notifications. So this happened during senior year in high school four years ago. I had an English teacher named Mrs. Smith. Mrs. Smith or how she liked to refer to herself Dr. Smith. She didn't have a doctorate. She was a mean old bat and hated anything and everything. She was ugly inside and out. To give a mental image of what she looks like her face sagged so much that it looked like she had a perpetual stroke. She had about two feet in between her eyebrows and her eyes. Imagine Ursula and Cruella DeVille had a child and then that child had a baby with the devil. Then you get Mrs. Smith. None of the other English teachers liked her. There was nothing that they nor the administration could do due to her tenure. That is, until I became her student. Her teaching style included, but was not limited to, yelling at students, putting them down with petty insults, having us read to ourselves in the middle of class, kicking out students that were dozing off, then later falling asleep at her desk, not letting female students go to the restroom for very obvious reasons, and the occasional losing students' work and then accusing the students of not turning their work in. This last part is what crossed the line for me. You see, I wasn't a grade A student and I sucked at English, so I always played my cards right and made friends with everyone, students and teachers included. So when I struggled and I couldn't do something on my own, I let my charm save me and cash out on my months of being nice to everyone. However, no one could be friends with Mrs. Smith. I tried being polite. I was met with rudeness. I tried asking her how her morning was. I was met with silence and dead stares. I tried asking how I could improve in my writing skills. She told me that she wasn't willing to help. Within the first week of class, I knew I had met my match. So halfway through the semester, we're working on a big research paper. However, the day after the due date, Mrs. Smith had gone up to Illinois for some family issues for two weeks. Mind you, we turned in our papers both in hand and on turnin.com for plagiarism checking. No biggie. We won't get our grades back for a while, but at least we won't have to deal with her nonsense or so we thought a few days after she gets back only about half of the students got their papers back the other half including myself were sitting there staring and waiting thinking that she was going to go back to her desk and pull out the remaining papers to return to her students but no she told us to take out our textbooks and start reading beowulf some students including myself that didn't receive their papers tried to interject and inquire about our papers and she snapped back with you should have turned them in when they were do In unison, we responded with, we did. Of course, she denies it, and within a few days, our grades drop immensely. At the end of the grading period, second six weeks, our report cards show a big fat F for English. Everyone is livid, and the worst part is, if you get anything below a C, you were moved to lower level English at the end of the semester. Between the zero from the paper that carried almost half of our grade and only a few weeks remaining in the semester, almost half of the class was doomed to fail out. Now, most of the students were happy with having to leave the class. There was not much they could do, but I was careful. Remember the teaching methods I mentioned? Well, Mrs. Smith thought because we were in a classroom that had no cameras, her behavior wasn't being recorded. She was dead wrong. From the second week on, I started recording audio on my phone every day from the moment I walked in the class until the moment I left. Every day. I caught every single one of her personal attacks on students on tape, When she fell asleep, I pulled out my phone and I recorded her. My pleas for help to improve and her refusal to help weren't left out either. Every day I would go home, cut the audio to keep the good parts, and every day my collection of dirt on her grew. And remember how I said we used Turnin.com as well as paper? I had coordinated with all the other students who were going to fail to screenshot all of their turn-in receipts and send them to me as proof that they did turn in their work. When she decided to fail me for her mistake, she unleashed hell on herself. I went straight to the administration and scheduled a parent-teacher admin conference. A week later, my parents, the principal, the school counselor, and the head of the English department, and Mrs. Smith were all present. I started with how she had lost half of the class's work and most of us failed because of it. She denied it and again accused us of turning our work in late as well as cheating and a bunch of other nonsense and lies. I remained calm and just pulled out a folder that contained all of the screenshots from my backpack and handed it to the principal, who passed it to the head of the English department, who then asked Mrs. Smith to explain it. She instantly turned red in the face and started stuttering. Before she could get any words out, I say, that's not all. Listen to this. I pull on my phone and start playing back the highlights from the semester, all the while I'm staring dead into Mrs. Smith's eyes while trying to hold back my grin. The suspense in the room would have killed Jason Statham. After the audio was finished, the principal looked at me and said, I think we've seen enough, and asked me to leave. I sat outside of the conference room savoring the muffled yelling through the walls. I'm pretty sure I heard my dad utter the words, filthy C-word, but I don't want to point fingers. The parent-teacher conference was on a Friday. I walked into class the following Monday to see an empty desk and a substitute teacher we all recognized and loved. 10 out of 10 would document everything again, but am I the jerk for making her lose her job? Even if there wasn't any recording at all, no audio recording, no video recording of her sleeping at her desk, none of that. How did she think she was gonna get away with this, failing all of them, if they turned in their papers, not only in hand, But electronically, that excuse of, oh, you turned it in late goes right out the window when you can see timestamps on when the papers were turned in. So even if this student, the OP here, didn't have any of this proof, he could probably, in theory, go to the administration and say, hey, I promise you we turned it in before the deadline. Audit her online submissions. But since he had so much proof, he didn't even need to get to that point. He just made it that much more simple. I'm not exactly sure what turns some teachers into these type of teachers. He calls her an old witch of a teacher again and again, but I can't possibly imagine that this teacher started off this way. Maybe it's just through years of operating in a poor education system where there's no incentives or rewards to do good, only punishments. Parents are coming after you, the district's coming after you, the kids don't respect you. All of that very well may be the case. It doesn't in any way excuse doing this to a bunch of students, losing their papers and blaming it on them. If the teacher lost the papers, that's fine. Things happen. You can't be perfect all the time and you can't control when certain things happen like that, but why not just say that? Say, hey, I lost the papers and this is what we're gonna do instead. So let me know if you think the OP here went way too far by having the teacher lose her job, getting fired, or do you think it was justified? Jerk or not a jerk and why? Should I tell my dying husband that I'm pregnant? I'm a 39-year-old female and I'm a mother to two teens and I'm married to my 40-year-old husband, Steve. Sorry if this is all a mess, it's a bit of a messed up story. The marriage was basically one of convenience. Steve and I are both divorced and have been and friends for decades. This past spring, Steve found out he has a rare cancer, and the doctors gave him six-ish months to live. Three years ago, Steve sought out the daughter he had before his marriage from an old one-night stand in his 20s. When he found her, he discovered his daughter, 10 years old named Sarah, was being horrifically mistreated by her mother, who had some kind of mental break, I guess. Anyway, he spent a year fighting for custody of this child that he hadn't seen since she was a baby, and eventually he got it. Then spent two-ish years working with her and getting her to heal and trust him. And surprise, he's dying. Anyway, the marriage thing was mostly about Sarah. We were advised that getting married would be the quickest and easiest way to make sure that I get custody of Sarah when Steve passes, in case Sarah's mother decides to try for custody again. As a side note, I do 100% want custody of Sarah, no question. I love her very, very much. She's already like a sister to my two kids and similar in age. The girl has gone on from not owning a pair of shoes to being funny, smart, and all around a great kid. Anyway, we got married on paper, no wedding, and Steve and Sarah moved into my house. All the kids knew what was happening and were surprisingly cool with it. Yeah, so stuff happened between me and Steve. He confessed that he had been in love with me for a long time, and I kind of just said it all back to him, even though I'm not 100% sure of my feelings. It all just happened so fast, I don't know. Maybe that was wrong of me, but I wanted his time left to be happy, and I I do care for him a lot. In the last few weeks, Steve has gone downhill very quickly. He is mostly at home except for a few short hospital stays. There are nurses that come by every day and he is on strong pain medicine. So sometimes he's himself, but a lot of times he's really out of it. He's basically just here dying right in front of my eyes and it sucks. And I just found out this week that I'm pregnant. I'm not sure I want to keep the baby. I'm old as dirt now with three teenage kids to think of. I'm strongly considering not telling Steve at all, but it feels very wrong. Telling him also feels wrong. He's more upset about leaving Sarah than he is about dying. So finding out that he's leaving another kid behind will probably only hurt him. Having the baby terminated feels wrong. Keeping the kid feels wrong. Nothing about this is okay. And I just really want a cigarette and a bottle of wine. Do I tell him or not? There's not enough room to explain me and Steve's relationship, but I'll give it a try. If only to sort it out for myself. We were friends, I got married young, big, big mistake. By the time I got divorced, he was married. After he got divorced, I was dealing with major health issues with my youngest. Then Sarah became his focus. Somewhere in that mess, we worked full-time jobs, buried three parents between us, made and received late night, sloshed calls to and from our exes. While well, sometimes the calls from my ex were from a jail cell, but it was always about time. There was just never time. This past year, being single parents together, we were a great team. Steve taught my oldest how to drive. Steve called me at work when his daughter got her cycle for the first time. That was funny. We each had each other's backs. I was starting to fall for him. It seemed like it was inevitable. It seemed right. It seemed like we finally had time but we didn't. And then everything got rushed and pushed together and compressed like someone was pushing fast forward on our lives or the writers were rushing the ending to go work on Star Wars. So yeah, I love Steve, but the last few months have felt weird and artificial. I'm grieving for the relationship we could have had. We're supposed to have had more than the one we do have. Anyway, go hug your loved ones or whatever the moral is here. I said more than I meant to and I'm crying again. Gross. Jumping into the future, there's an update. The decision. I I'm pretty sure I'm going to keep the baby and tell Steve but I want to sleep on it first also Steve is definitely out for the night I'm gonna do the dishes feed the cat and go to bed update from the next day I saw the OBGYN this morning way too early seriously why are you even open at 8 a.m. and here's the twist I'm not a month pregnant I am over three months pregnant no I'm not relieved I'm pissed off that I had another choice taken away from me I'm sick of my life feeling like a speeding train that I have no control over I'm sick of everyone romanticizing everything. I'm tired of everyone saying I'm strong when I feel like I'm just doing the bare minimum to keep my head above water. I'm just gonna be angry for a while, thanks. So here's the update with the conversation. So, this is the actual conversation I had with my OBGYN less than 30 minutes ago. Is the old IUD in there dangerous to the baby? The doctor responded and said, I took that out five years ago when it expired. I said, I have no memory of that. Are you sure it was me? You said you didn't want another because because all men are trash and you were planning on running away and joining a lesbian commune. Yeah, that sounds like me. In my defense, five years ago was when my younger child was having a tumor removed from his spine and his father showed up at the hospital with a 20-year-old girlfriend. So yeah, I may have blocked out a few things from around that time in my life. Then there was another update. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Found out I'm like 15 weeks pregnant, not four. The baby is a girl. She will be loved and a welcome part of our family. I will tell Steve. Last night when I posted, I was just sad and scared and then so many people reframed everything in this romantic way and I kind of got swept up in it and went to bed thinking I would choose to keep the baby and everything would be amazing and beautiful and blah, blah, blah. Then I woke up this morning and I I was just kind of slap happy and in a daze. I found out that I'm way further along than I thought and the reality of it just completely knocked the wind out of my sails. I'm mad that I never really had a choice. I'm mad that people think it's so romantic to have a dying man's baby inside of me. And I'm mad that I came home ready to talk to Steve and I can't because Sarah is skipping school again. And I get that she wants to spend time with her dad, but I made a deal with her that if she finishes this week, she can take next week off and even worked it out with her teachers. And they've started Stranger Things Season 3, and I just want to scream at Steve. Why are you starting a new show when you don't even know if you'll live to finish a sandwich? And of course, I can't yell that because you can't yell at dying people and tell them they're dying. Nor can you yell at them to tell them to just stop dying, which is what I really want to do. And he's all doped up and going on about how he's Hopper and Sarah is 11. No, you're not. You've sat at a desk and got fat the last 10 years, and you've never punched anyone in your life. And you did not get that girl by leaving egos in the woods. You were in court for a year. I was there and it was hell, you jerk. I'm tired of everyone glossing over the terrible truth of everything in life like it's 90% just annoying maintenance of our terrible gross meat sack bodies and paperworks, and you maybe get 10% of the real actual stuff that matters. And when that stuff happens, you're not even ready for it, good or bad, because you're tired and worried about bills and you're only half paying attention. And then later you're like, oh yeah, that was the most romantic night of my life because as you chose to remember it that way when really at that time you were just thinking about how you wanted to take off your itchy pantyhose and wondering if you fed the cat. There were some comments that the original poster responded to starting with, I'm blown away by your situation. I have a sense though, not to romanticize things, that if you keep this baby, which it sounds like you'll have to at this point, you will totally figure this out. You'll be a great mom to all four kids. Some good days, some bad days, but all four will be functioning adults, which is all we can really ask for. Good luck and I'm sorry what you're going through. Followed up by decide if you're keeping it. If you are, tell him. He can make videos and cards and do whatever that you can give to your child as they grow up. It would be awesome to know that even if my dad dies before I was born, he had so much love for me and he made these things for me. The OP responded saying, yes, I'm keeping it. Her, of course I am. I'll tell him. We'll make videos and stuff. Did anyone else see that episode of Queer Eye where the mom had tried to write cards for her twin sons for every birthday before she died and she couldn't finish them because it was too sad to think of all the things she was going to miss. Yeah, now I'm sad again." In response to somebody asking about how it went and if he was happy, the OP says, "...so I cuddled up to him and I showed him the ultrasound picture, and said, this is our girl." He was quiet for a minute, and then he said, she'll have a sister. Which is not what I expected, but I agreed that yes, his daughter will have a sister. Then he asked if I was gonna be okay, and I said, yeah, I'll be okay. And then we laid there quiet for a long time, And that was about it. He's been quiet today, but sometimes he's like that. I need to tell the kids and ask him about making a video or letters and cards, but I want to give him some time, some thinking space first. So I can't really answer about his emotional state yet. This is all I know so far. Tomorrow is my last day of work before I take FMLA, so there should be more time to talk in the coming days and weeks. And lastly, there is one final update. I'm not sure if anyone will ever check this again, but for anyone who finds it in the future, Steve passed away a few days ago. We're all okay. Things are okay. I'm doing fine. The paperwork Is awful. I'm caught up on laundry. Everyone who read my comment that Steve and Sarah were watching Stranger Things season 3 and didn't warn me about the ending can die in a fire. It was traumatic. What a world. Was I the jerk for telling Steve before he died? This was such a difficult decision to make, but ultimately I think that she made the absolute correct decision. Even if she was trying to make his final moments more pleasant and easy, I think carrying the burden, the guilt of not telling him eventually would weigh heavy on. On her if it didn't right away. His first question was whether she would be okay. Meaning, would she be okay to raise all four kids, including a newborn baby? So even in this moment, he was worried about her. I mean, he did confess to being in love with her for his entire life, so of course he would be worried about her in a situation like this, since he knows he won't be there to help her. Even though the kids would obviously appreciate and want the cards and videos and everything, something about making those does sound very, very sad, because you have to consider, you're going to be talking to the kids at every age that you're not going to see them. Of like she described in that show. So in the process of making them, you have to live through all of the memories that you will never have with that kid. All of the kids. And that's heartbreaking. Hopefully he was able to make all of those before he passed because obviously we saw in the final update that he did pass away at the end of this. So let me know your thoughts down below on this whole situation. Do you think that the OP made the right decision by telling Steve? Or do you think that she for some reason shouldn't have? Let me know down. Da- when you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories in this series, use the playlist at the top of the description. And next time you live stream, use the cream of the crop music. Search for cream of the stream on Spotify or whatever music platform you use for copyright free music to use for your stream. It's free cream of the stream. Either way, thanks a lot for listening. We'll see you guys next time.